It's time for another shift and stare, everybody. And we are here, all three of us this week, and we've got some great things to talk about. We're going to hear about some off-roading adventures that uh, Aaron took back into the backwoods, and he came back without being eaten by a bear. I think Matt's going to tell us about the uh, Mach 1 that they just announced. And guys, I got some bad news to tell you, and it's going to be about Fieros, which probably is bad news anyway. <laughs> so uh, it's all today, and it's brought to us by who? By Geico. You know, we may be apart these days, but we are sharing more. And Geico would just like to say thanks for doing that. Thanks for sharing all your fun videos, the savage dance moves, the DIY haircut fails, all the fun stuff that you guys have been posting out there. And it's Geico's turn to share as well with Geico Giveback. It's a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers. And because Geico is committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. So visit geico.com slash giveback for more info. That's geico.com slash giveback. Podcast One presents, this is a collect call from Sing Sing. My name is John J. Lennon. I'm locked up for selling drugs and committing murder. I'm also a contributor for Esquire magazine and the Marshall Project. So I'm a writer and I'm a prisoner. Imagine trying to stay focused and talk about issues of substance, with gates slamming, prisoners screaming, and PAs blaring in the background. Get new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Podcast One, and Apple Podcasts. Let's get going. So um, I hey. got to say, guys, that it seems like everything switched back on last Friday because I know, like at Bond Speed, at Bond Speed Wheels, our phones are ringing, which is great and bad because it's like great. We've got lots of orders coming in, but at the same time, guys are like they woke up from the COVID, you know. And now they're like, hey, I want my wheels. When are my wheels going to be ready? When are we going to get them? And they don't understand. We were closed for seven weeks. It doesn't – it's like a freight train. It's got to build back up. But I've seen it everywhere. How about you guys? I mean, I I have seen in the last week guys talking about going to Cars and Coffee, guys talking about doing cruises and things like that because all of the, uh, you know, the big shows are – they're already canceled for the year. Most of the major events are that we've been talking about here. And, Aaron, you weren't here last week. I floated an idea of having a Bond Speed Cars and Coffee maybe in late July and told our listeners to, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know if they would show up and uh, maybe do do something here at our uh, place. But uh, what have you guys been seeing? You've been seeing things happening? Well, for me – Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it, – sorry, Matt. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I agree with you, Brad. Uh, Adam calls me twice a day and says, where's Brad with my wheels? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, 
It was quite a feat to find 13 by 7 rims, I, but I, I found know. four of them in my warehouse that I didn't know existed. Aaron, Matt <laughs> calls me and says that for the for the uh, little Datsun race car, they want some 13 by 7s custom built. Oh, cool. 13 by 7s, are you nuts? And I go into the warehouse, and I'm, I've been shopping online looking at BBS rim halves and Sanderson Racing and all this stuff, and one of my guys goes, oh, we've got some there. Way up there, and I was like, sure <laughs> as hell, we had some 13 by 7s. Didn't even know we had them. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I got to say, you guys been up to something. You uh, just dropped me. out, Aaron. You got to say what? Start over. We didn't hear any of that. Well, I don't know what happened to Aaron. But, uh, I don't know what happened to Aaron at all. But uh, He froze up. He's gone. So, yeah. uh, that's a funny screenshot. Yeah, I know. Are you there? Aaron? Try again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're fine. <laughs> we're sitting okay. in a loft of warehouse and, uh, yeah. Listening to, to, to cars being built. Okay. Start, start over, Aaron. Start over. Go. Oh, you're kidding me. You guys, seriously, you can't hear anything going on here. We can, we can hear you now. Now we okay. can go. Okay. Uh, no, it was a joke, and it's way past it. But, uh, no, no, we've been shaking hands and hugging all day around here, so uh, it, it's like nothing ever happened. Uh, <laughs> no, I can see you're not six feet apart right now, so, you know. No, no, no. It's, it's over whoops. with. Whoops. Sorry about that. Whoops. Sorry six about inches. that. <laughs> no, uh, uh, life is good. Life is good. And uh, like I said, we're starting to get our color back and uh, – having some fun and uh yeah let's let's get back to business where are you and what are you doing and who's that oh fine young so i am with russ year? here at at, <laughs> at fair park in uh <laughs> and uh my my boy is going back to, to what you can't hear me again we you're dropping nothing. out every other we got none of that we got none of that <sighs> it's it's it. it's it's russ's internet I don't know what's you, going you, on. You're in you're at Fair Park in Mento. <laughs> I, I take as Sacramento, <laughs> and you're with and you're with in your boy. So that's Finn, your boy. Wow. So go ahead. Let's try it again. Yeah. We got yeah, that, yeah. buddy. I'll interpret. Well, if if it continues, I'll just leave the conversation altogether, and you guys can do a show by yourselves again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's a fan. If if the fan is blowing on the speaker. Maybe just turn it. There you go. I think I think it's something way better. Just go. Ahead. Well, I'm one. I'm wondering try, how is it now? We'll is it, it, it is it clear now? It's I mean, working. Go ahead. Okay. Anytime <laughs> if you ask if it's clear, you sound clear. But then when yeah. you start an actual sentence, it goes away. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So I am here in Sacramento at Fur Parts with my friend Russ, and Finn and I were driving, and uh, and we saw. Uh, a Lamborghini Urus, which I had sent you. Uh, we were calling it a, a Uranus, which was kind of fun. And uh, and Finn's like, I've never even seen a Lamborghini in person, up close, or Ferrari, or anything. And and I went, what? So I text these guys, and I said, what are you doing on Friday? And uh, can we come down and, and, and maybe throw my boy in a car with you guys and, and race around the block? And he said, come on down. I had some artwork for him anyway. So we came on down here, and uh, yeah, we're going to going to put Finn in a little Lamborghini and give him his uh his maiden his maiden voyage we're going to we're going to take his uh 
his supercar virginity today. <laughs> that is, it is, you know, I tell you, you're such a good dad letting Finn, the young man, drive somebody Oh, he's not driving. Memory. Oh, no, he, wait. He's no not driving? No one said about driving. Oh. I, I don't have that much insurance. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry, Finn. I was trying to sell that for you. <laughs> Aaron, what? Oh, I had to interrupt that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what model? What model car? A Gallardo, right? Oh, we can look. I have a couple. We have. Oh, I don't he, know which one they. He's got out. a couple. Oh, he's got so, a couple. You know, we're, we're, right. we're, we're going to go through the stable and uh, and, and see what Finn. Got a vented doors over there. Uh, what you got? Vented doors. <laughs> vented doors. <laughs> so when you come back, you'll have vented you got doors. Eight twelve super fast. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Russ is, so 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 every YouTuber, pretty much that you see, all of our friends. This is the place. So this is the uh, – we're going to go over and see h- how many acres is the graveyard? We have about two acres. Two acres of graveyard of supercars and classic uh, Euro cars over there. And uh, these guys supply, all you know, Button and uh, and the Goon Squad and I mean, all these guys. Junior Garage. Yeah. Tavares. Yeah. So, Sam Crack. Right? Sam Rack. Sam Rack. <laughs> that depends because we called it Lamborghini a Uranus. So it works either way. <laughs> All of our friends, yeah, BS for Bill. So all these guys get these vehicles uh, from from these folks here, and I wanted to see it firsthand. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. So here we are. We're going to have some fun. Sounds good. Sounds like like Dad made some fun for Finn that might just be some fun for him as well. Well, you know, it's a family thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so Aaron, while you're – working right now while it's still not dropping out tell us about your off-road adventure and uh i want to know where you went and uh how much of the stuff you bolted on that beast that you actually used well i i have to say we had a really fun 800 plus mile uh trek from from tahoe i had to add a few hundred miles but we did about 650 with the group um, some of the Overland Bound guys and the Rainies and uh, uh, John Herrick of um, uh, of Trails and what's and Crawl Magazine, and then our friend uh, Jeff from Torchmate. Um, it was a really incredible trip. Uh, we were tourists and passengers. Uh, we took the Land Rover Defender out for its first and maiden true off-road adventure for four days, and it was fantastic. And I got to tell you guys, you know, speaking of YouTube and those sort of things, there's so much information out there now that helps you make great decisions that I'd say that truck probably hit 95 to 97% success with only a few things that I might modify just for our personal convenience and and tastes uh, and needs. Other than that, I was able to do so much research and make really, really good decisions. So I really thank the community for having that stuff accessibly out there. Um, it was great. I mean, we were in 17 degrees at night, so we had a little diesel heater, which worked wonderfully. Um, I, I, I got a scottle, uh, which was really cool. So we cooked on that and, uh, yeah, it was great. We ventured all over central Nevada, um, going up the mountains, starting in Austin and then trekking out into the flatlands and then up over the mountains. It was just stunning. There's so much history out there. Uh, and, and old relics and, and old mining relics, and it's just beautiful. There was a caldera, which is a big hole in the ground with with 180-degree water. 
there's springs everywhere. Uh, it was amazing. It was 80 in the valley and then 17 or 20 degrees up on top. It, was, it looked like an amazing uh, trip. Really wonderfully so and had a great adventure. Yeah, truly. I mean, it, it's definitely something that's going to last a lifetime. And I, I think you'll see it in Trails Magazine. Uh, John was taking a ton of pictures, and, uh, you know, we were definitely a community. And the Rainies uh, run the uh, Off-Road Hall of Fame. So we were with some heavy people, uh, really, really, really experienced people, and it really made the joy and the history of the trip uh, really fun, really fun. Could you, could you find your way back there again? Yes. In fact, uh, I, I had – I had gotten the Gaia app, the G-A-I-A Gaia app, and, uh, and, and I, I, I saved all of our routes. And uh, I didn't – it does its own waypoint, so I didn't, I didn't put in the specifics of where we were, but I left it running, and I put it in four different files for the GPX files. So, uh, yeah, I can actually probably do it again. And there's a few places that we want to camp uh, that, that were along the, the creek there that were just all full of aspen trees and – absolutely stunning so before it gets too hot i think we want to venture back out there and, and maybe uh stay overnight in a few places now aaron uh you put a tent on the roof right yep Where, yes does it have a good zipper so you don't roll out of bed in the night and drop like you know seven foot yeah. down yes but but one of the big flaws of our trip was was my error and that i forgot the ladder <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man so, there. Well, luckily it has a lot of uh, uh, entrances and exits, so I just unzipped the side window and climbed up the back ladder in, in the rover, which is a little smaller and, and harder when your ladder is full at four in the morning and you have to kind of negotiate to get yeah. down. But uh, yeah, you know, it, we, we, we made it work. We made it work. But uh, yeah, the ladder definitely would have been a, a little bit easier. But you know, now we'll appreciate having the ladder. <laughs> there, you go. Yeah. there you go that's one of those we call those uh hands on the hips moment you look over at your wife and you go i forgot the ladder you know and she's got her hands on her hips going oh yeah so <laughs> well it's funny I hadn't, even, I hadn't even unpacked the, the the rig we 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 drove up to our first campsite and uh and i opened the back door and i went oh i forgot the ladder and and everybody looked at me like we haven't even unpacked the truck. Let's unpack. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> See how beautifully packed it is, how organized and how everything fits in its place. I said, the ladder's not here because the ladder was the one thing that fit nowhere. It, it doesn't fit. It just, it's awkward and, and bulky. And I knew right away there was no ladder. So at some point I had taken it out because of that and wanted to wait and find a spot for it. And I, and I put it somewhere and never found it again. I forgot. <laughs> That's awesome. That's worth the trip right there. I like the story oh, better. Oh, absolutely. Now. You don't need the ladder. It's fine. <laughs> so, hey, before we um, move on to Mustangs and like that, I want to talk about, since we were talking about you're going for a ride in the, uh, the, the, the Lamborghini today, I wanted to tell you about a, uh, something I read about a collection that was lost, and it included a Giardo and a Kunta. So, uh, now, there was a dam in Michigan, there was a dam in Michigan that, uh, that, that broke, and 10 foot of water went through the town. Oh. Two Lambos that were lost, they happened to be converted Fieros. <laughs> 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 and 
that there was this huge article about this guy who lost his collection of 19 Fieros. And they're going through it, and, wow. and it was all about how 10 foot of water came through. It flooded his whole collection. Now, we're all into something that we like, right? You know, we're, we all like something different. This guy was the yeah. Fierro man, and his company was uh, Fierro, Fierro's Forever. He bought, sold, and collected, and only one of the collection was left because it was at his house, which was out of the flood zone. But he had these converted cars, you know, that we all remember the Fierro's with the, those horrible, horrible body kits on them. And, um, and, but he did have, uh, it said in there, one of his notable cars was a blue one because they made so few blue Fieros, which I never knew. And, um, and he made a, now, did you guys know, I knew this, but, uh, did you know that in 1984, the Pontiac Fiero paced the Indy 500? No. No. Yeah. And it actually was a cool car because I was working with some guys at GM at the time. And if you look back, it had this wicked scoop that came up over the hood and it had big pace lights in the scoop and it had a supercharged motor in it. Now the Fiero had like a 96 horsepower motor in it or something, but for the Indy 500, that wouldn't work. So they put in one of those for the pace car, not the, the pace car like this guy had, which was just stickers and stuff like that. But the actual pace car had one of those um, 90 degree V6s. Do you remember? We talked about those, Matt. Yeah. The, uh, the ones that they used in a lot of the road racing and like that, where it was basically if you took a big block Chevy and cut two of the cylinders off and then they put a supercharger on it. So that car was pretty wicked. And, um, Wow. But um, the moral the best 135 horsepower they've ever made, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the moral of this story is... Well, my that, takeaway on that... Oh, yeah. No, the guy was saying that he's now <laughs> fighting with his insurance companies about the value of these cars. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, he probably is, because the value to him and the actual value are probably yeah. two different things. Yeah. yeah, the emotional value and then the real value. Yeah. And my takeaway on that is the fact that it had a hood scoop <laughs> because it's a mid-engine. So yeah, they put lights in the came, hood scoop. That's came no, it, I love it. It came over from the, the rear deck lid up over the top. Oh, it was pretty oh, okay. Look okay. it up. It was All pretty right. cool looking. <laughs> yeah. And um, – Wow. And it was a wide body, too. It, they, they actually, you know, it was a not a bad-looking car for its time. I had a buddy who was my roommate. I, when I lived in Arizona, he bought one, and um, I'll never forget, he, he loved that little car. And, you know, to me, it didn't have enough horsepower, it didn't have anything. But he loved that car, and he had it a couple weeks. He put Fittipaldi wheels on it. Yeah. And – oh. Um, it wasn't a month later. Five. He came out. Five. He came out to go to work, and he comes walking back in, and he was all dejected. And I go, "What's wrong, Steve?" And he goes, "My car's on the brake. Somebody stole all my wheels." Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Who steals Finapoli wheels for a Fiero?" You know, I mean, it's like they were amateurs. 
But uh, but anyway, so oh, it's, that's funny. it was a devastating flood. A lot of people <laughs> lost a lot of stuff. And when you look at – there's one shot of one of these guys' cars, and it – literally the road, the tarmac was lifted up, and the car was washed out of his building, and the road's back down on it. And, I mean, it is just – you know, uh-huh. it, you know what? We're all car guys, and we all like something different. I've sold a lot of wheels to people who build wide-body Fieros with small blocks in them and stuff. So, you know, something for everybody. And uh, it's right. uh, yeah, one of those things. But uh, speaking of something for everybody, what's going on in the Mustang world, Matt? Well, there's a... Uh... There's some exciting news. Well, to Mustang fans, at least. Uh, we've actually been teasing this for a little while now about uh, the Mustang Bullet, which is a fantastic uh, a Mustang. It's probably one of my favorite. I think, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to drive it, Brad, but we came back after doing a road trip with it, talking about bang for the buck. I thought the Mustang Bullet was. was oh, the Bullet, yeah. Yeah, is is the best one out there because the Mustang Bullet has uh, it has like the GT three fifty intake manifold. Uh, it has extra horsepower, four eighty versus four sixty, um, but also it has a revised magnetic ride suspension. It's got the Brembo brakes, uh, and uh, it's got rev matching. And when you want to go and modify that car more. The real big difference between the Bullet and the normal GT is the Bullet gets the beefier Tremec transmission, the six-speed manual, out of out of the Shelby cars, right? So if you want to supercharge it, you don't have that weak link transmission in there. So um, would you I, say the Bullet is like the good, like middle ground between the GT and the Shelby? Absolutely, and at fifty yeah. grand, uh, why not? Why not that get that car if you're getting a fully loaded GT at that point? Probably just step up to the bullet. I mean, it only comes in the Highland Light Green. Bite the bullet the at that point, man. Uh, but it, it, yeah. it, 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 it's right. <laughs> Bite the bullet at that point. Um, but that's we a knew, new marketing campaign. Yeah. Just bite the bullet. We we knew the run <laughs> on that car was going to be limited. They wanted to kind of restrict the numbers a little bit. Like they'll make as many as they can, but it'll be limited by how many years that they make it. So the evolution of it was going to be the Ford Mach 1. And we've seen this in the 2000s and obviously uh, earlier generations. Uh, so Ford announced today, as we're recording this, they are doing the Mach 1. They released a couple teaser photos. You can find it up on my social media, up at Motorator. And what they're saying is, is they haven't given us much details, but it's going to be a naturally aspirated 5-liter V8. Uh, and it will be the best handling GT they've done. So they're not necessarily saying it's going to outperform a GT350 or GT500, but it will be the best of the the sort of the normal branded Mustangs. Uh, certainly any of the EcoBoost or the GTs, and I would say the Bullet as well, this is going to outhandle some of them. So my, my question, oh. my question to you guys is, is this, there's already talk of of why not do a drag race focused car instead of the handling car? Is the handling car more appealing to the broader market and that fits the Mach 1? Also, maybe it's racing history, but we have uh, 
Dodge Challenger 1320 pack. We have Scat Pack. We have a Demon. Um, and a lot of people do drag race Mustangs. Should Ford have a Mach 1 that is a great handling road race and street car? Or should they do a more drag race oriented car? Well, I would say that That's a good question. No, number one is the guys who go to the drag strip with their cars, Matt, as you know, they want to prep them how they want to prep them. Yeah. And Ford does not, has never established events like Dodge has where they actually have a place for you to bring that drag pack car or that, you know, scat pack car well, amongst all your other buddies and, and race head to head. And so, although I think Ford probably floated the idea and would like the idea, in the state of our economy and everything like that, we're probably not going to see it. They're probably going to leave it to the aftermarket guys to take a GT and prep it for the strip, I think. Or, or you step up to the Cobra Jack, right? <laughs> yeah. You get the, yeah. the, the non-street legal drag race car. If you're that a total you race. serious drag racer. Yeah. Um, but I... I you know, Aaron, I want to get your thoughts on it too, but I, I guess I do agree that, you know, these days these cars are so tunable that you, you, you can, you know, throw your slicks on it, throw your pizza cutters on the front, hit the drag strip, see what happens, maybe do a few adjustments with the suspension and, and, and some things like that. But maybe from a marketing standpoint, the broader appeal as far as selling the vehicle would be, would, would be, as a road race vehicle i think i think i think dodge's ability to market a demon as a drag race focused vehicle that you can drive on the street is good and they'll sell them all but they're using that as a high horsepower halo car to sell the other cars underneath it and if ford's strategy is that her halo car is a gt500 with 760 yeah. horsepower and seven speed paddle shift and in, is breaking records on on road courses, then if that's their halo car, people want sort of junior versions of is. that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's aspirational. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I, I'm definitely more of a road road race guy too. I've I've never been heavy in the drag scene and actually don't have much experience at all in that. Uh, so so as a personal preference, I'd like to see I'd like to see some track time. But that's true. It's not. It's not like the Camaro and the Copa Camaro and, 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 and the Dodge and, and all the other things that are really focused at, at drag racing. It's, it's, uh, they've always been focused more at road racing. And I think their whole history is more road racing than drag racing, isn't it? Oh, Ford? Ford, well, yeah. Ford has a huge drag racing history. Huge drag yeah. racing background. It's just... See, but, this goes to show you. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to drag race. But, but I think well, there's a whole other thing. You have to be in that audience. <laughs> yeah, but there's a whole other thing going on, guys, which is um, – and, and since we have an audience here with, with uh, Aaron, I think uh, I'd like to get him to weigh in on it because he does what he does. And what we're seeing, we've seen a polar shift here. Guys are starting to modify older supercars. That never happened in the past. It used to be, you know, a Ferrari 308 or, a, a, you know, whatever. It went from hand to hand to hand. Maybe it got yeah. wheels and tires. Maybe it got an right. exhaust pipe. But that was it. Now we're seeing guys take these older cars, 
and super tune them and tune them. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, yeah. And I think one of the guys we discussed earlier today when he came to the shop was uh, uh, Mitch. Mitch Button. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah. Yes, it, he's the one that had that beautiful gray 308. Yeah. Yep. It's got the 308. Now he did the 355. And I just uh, gave him a couple cars that he's going to do some more crazy builds with. A couple Ferraris. Older. Uh, to some people, classic. Some people, it just depends on your Madra. But he's going to do some crazy builds with those here in the next few months once this uh, COVID hangover. And, and we're talking time. twin turbo is his thing. You know, full body kits, air ride. You know, who's he going to use for air ride? You know, I don't know. But now I mean, the AccuAir is gone. But uh, uh, yeah, he makes his own body kits. I mean, it, it, him and his team are absolutely brilliant, real edgy and uh, real forward thinking, I have to say. Like it or not, he's doing some really cool stuff. So that's what we're seeing is, is this bravery and either going with challenge, uh, like the Goon Squad, squad did the challenge card. Yeah, they, they just took that card. one for me. I just took a regular Ferrari 458 that I have, Italia, and I got a, one of those $800,000 Ferrari race cars, a GT, a real three, GT3 car. I got the kit off the car. So I got the fenders, the hood, the flares, the front bumper, the splitter, the wing, the whole thing. And we're completely converting a street car over to a GT3 race car, but still for the road, just for the, the you know, the enjoyment, <laughs> the process, that, something like that. And that's exactly what we're talking about. We're seeing it never used to happen. It's changed. And so what I think, Matt, is what we're seeing is there's that aspirational type of thing. Guys that can't afford to do a supercar build, they go to a domestic or something because they still want that road race experience. They still want that hyper street car, and they can afford to do it with a Mustang or a Camaro yeah. or something like that. So it's it's like it always has been. Guys that can't afford a, you know, a Ferrari or whatever, they buy a – you know, a, a Camaro or a, you know, some other import. And, and that's what happens. And, um, and I think it's just a new evolution of where we're going in the uh, whole custom world and the aftermarket world. And um, what we didn't see on that Mach 1 spy photos was any uh, rear window louvers, you know. And, and no shaker hood. <laughs> I know, no shaker hood. And no, no big uh, – rocker panel cast aluminum Mach 1, you know? Well, that you might get. <laughs> <laughs> we might get. So we are running out of time. We yeah, got five it's, minutes. It's a urethane option. <laughs> yeah. I think it's content, too, for YouTubers, right? All these kids are just coming up with ideas and oh, yeah. things that they dream up, and they make yeah. it and do it on their own. It's their own, whatever. And then it sets the bar for people that have said, you know, I thought of something I wanted to do, and it, the people are starting to do things that, they just dreamt up, and that's kind of become this new fad, so to speak. And, and gaming has to have something to do with that. And there's that one designer, I forget his name, a really brilliant kid who's, who's just the stuff he designs, and he does a lot of photo bashing, so he's taken a lot of uh, Photoshop and, and collecting pieces from other cards and putting them designed um, uh, for, 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 for for, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, he's worked with Button too. Uh, yeah. Search the K. Yeah, I, I forget. Um, really talented artist. No, your name. Really apologize, but really brilliant yes. work and really, I mean, really into or, or the Rocket Bunny look. He's taken it so far out and just 
fragmenting cars to the point of like, wow, that's really cool. Almost like apocalyptic looking stuff, but, but functional, you know, that they look. Yes. Functional. Very cool. Stuff. Yeah, really. And, and it's a gaming thing. I think he's a concept artist and, you know, mm-hmm. well, I think another thing that has helped also is, you know, you guys have seen the cars that I've built over the years where I've done clay fascias and, you know, front and rear, and we've restyled the whole car in my shop and then pulled one-off molds. But the difference was I built those cars, brought them to SEMA, and everybody saw them completed. Now what's changed is with the Internet and with what we're doing here is that if I was building those cars right now, I'd be documenting and people would be learning. And they would go, yeah. wait a minute, I could do something like that in my shop, you know. And, yeah. and I think people are taking that dive there. They're, they're going, wait a minute. I can, maybe I can't do clay, but I could shape some foam, give it a try, lay it up and see. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there that never used to be there. Well, now we have technology, too. We have 3D printing, you know, and we have all these tools now. We can render stuff in, in, uh, on the computer and 3D modeling. And so instead of getting out there and measuring and putting it down in clay and and building a, a prototype in a process, now you can 3D print and go, oh, that doesn't work, crumble it up in your fingers and start over. Uh, it saves you so much time, and I think people are thinking out of the box so much more because of the accessibility with technology. It's it's really badass. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, I love the old school of having a, a, a wooden buck and pounding aluminum over it. That's a thing of beauty, and thank goodness that, that art form is still around. But, uh, yeah, these kids and, and adults are doing some really, really <coughs> – stuff out there yeah some of those original guys are dying breed, right but yeah they don't make those yeah but but you know jesse james and a few others are, are keeping that metallurgy and, and, and that forgery still around and, and mm-hmm. there's a whole culture built around a few people who who really brought that to the public eye and good job you guys you know yeah uh, you know something it's for actually, everyone it's actually grown because back at yeah. boys we had to bring guys in from sweden and italy to hammer our metal because yeah. we'd build a buck and there was nobody to do it. Now it's, I mean, it was almost a dead art form that has yeah. come back and there's a lot more guys doing it and they're actually pushing the limits. And, and that's what, that's what we're going to see. Hey guys, uh, we're almost out of time, but uh, I do want to remind everybody on the last show, we floated that idea of a shift and steer live at bond speed. If you, if you would support that, you'd show up. It'd be very simple, a cars and coffee, not a big fancy car show. We'd have a place for you to park. We would have, uh, you know, maybe uh, we'll get Aaron to buy uh, coffee and donuts for 5,000 people. Well, no, and- no, no, here's the thing. Can, 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 I make it, can I make a modification idea? So yes. I don't drink coffee. Can we, can we do cars and Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> if you'll drink the Kool-Aid, we're in, man. Uh, hey, I always say, I always say, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of cars and coffee. I'd rather do it in the afternoon and have like cars and cocktails. But some, some people, so uh, yeah. cars and coffee, cars and cocktails, car. No, but, not cars and cocktails. But if you think it's, it's a good idea, you would honestly bring a car. Just get us on social media and let us know because we're thinking late July, but we're not going to do it if we don't get a response. So. Uh, yeah. Let us know, everybody. And uh, Matt, where can they find us online? Yeah, check us out at shiftandsteer.com. And uh, you can find us uh, on all the social media platforms as well at Shift Steer Media. 
Yeah, and you can you find tell us what's going on. And you can find all of us online as well. I'm Bradley underscore Fanch on Instagram. Oh, and uh, Aaron, why don't you uh, plug yourself and then let him give a plug for his uh, business? Absolutely. I'm I'm Aaron Hagar. You can find me pretty easily with that and the RatrunnersGarage.com is the website. And Russ, we are we got two different ones. Fur Parts USA, which is our parts distribution center here. Uh, and then we have Fursure Official, which is our Fursure is an insurance and warranty company. We have a, a warranty business uh, nationally licensed in every state. So all the big exotic car dealers that sell these cars sell uh, our warranty on it. So oh, either cool. one of those. Yeah. Pretty cool. And and I'll post lots of photos for you guys on the uh, website of the yeah. adventures we are about to partake in. Cool. <laughs> And Matt, do you have a uh, place we can find you, buddy? Yeah, at Motorator, and I'll uh, post some images, images from a track day. I took the Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quattrofolio SUV to Streets of Willow. Oh. And then while wow. I was there, I met up with our buddy Tanner Faust and got a little instruction from a professional. So uh, I'll post God, you needed that. I'm so happy. Thank you. Boy, yeah, both I really you guys in booster that. seats. That must have been a sight to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're breaking up, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, your connection just went away. So, all right, yeah. everybody. Hey, you've been doing us. You've been you've been doing us big and been liking us on uh, over on iTunes and leaving those comments that we need. Thank you very much. We've got a bunch of new ones that does help us. And uh, don't look at it and go, ah, oh, they've already got like 20 million likes. We need everyone we can get. So please leave us a five-star rating, any kind of a comment, except for that guy, the one who said that you guys all talk over each other too much. You know, (laughs) we don't need those kind of comments. But uh, anyway, hey, we'll be back next week. And don't forget, the Facebook is the only place, Shift and Steer on Facebook, is where you can find the video from this week's show. And uh, we're getting those all caught up. And, uh, you know, we just posted today the uh, episode for um, me bringing my boat back and that whole debacle. And last week we posted the Tour of Aaron's Shop. So there's lots of great content. Go there, check it out, and uh, we'll be back next time. If you like this show, also listen to Man Seeks Adventure and Dixon's Wild Ride. You can find Man Seeks Adventure at manseeksadventure.com.